0: Dinosaurs. THE ICE AGE! You <laughs> though... Mr. Freeze would be shit on a punk quiz Yeah. <laughs> Is the answer ice? That film sounds shit. Ugh, no one asked for this! So, welcome! To the podcast nobody asked for's League of Good Bad Movies. With me, Ian Harris. Me, Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're funny. So this month, and you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be candid here. Fuck you guys. Oh, honest, just this was wild, wild west levels of bad. It well, so our our choices this month were between Roadhouse, Reefer Madness, the Master of Disguise and batman and robin and you guys overwhelmingly went for batman and robin and i don't think either of us had watched it since we were we were kids
1: i i saw it in the cinema as a child it came out in 97 so what i would have been nine years old and by all accounts remembered loving it
0: <laughs> yeah and, and uh, <laughs> yeah we were wrong yeah,
1: nine-year-old nine Graham was an idiot.
0: <laughs> so, so wrong. So the plan, the plan as always, once we've got over the fact that we hate you all, is we're going to go through the plot of the film as well as our general thoughts and feelings. Then we're diving into some uh, Batman and Robin-based trivia, our yeah. top three moments from the film. Uh, we're going to go through some reviews, so what other people thought, and then we're going to discuss... Where it ends in the league of the League of Good, Bad Movies. Yeah. And we're going to go pretend that we're going to watch it now, even though we've just said that we've watched it? Yep, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll keep that charade up okay. that we, we didn't already watch it yesterday in, in preparation for this. Also, fun fact, you're listening to this episode today.
1: Tomorrow's episode was recorded before this one.
0: Yeah, and tomorrow is a Friday, and it is our, it is our happy birthday episode. Yeah. You're so, uh, getting all Chris Snowden on your asses. Thanks, guys. And the only present you got us was forcing us to watch Batman and Robin. So, fuck wow. all of you. That is a that is a big steaming turd in a box for a birthday present, that is. This guy went to be the governor of California. Okay, so now we have come back from pretending to have watched Batman and Robin. Yeah. And not just have left a five-second gap that I could edit out. So... I believe I am regaling us with the plot of Batman and Robin
1: this week. You are, and this I'm, month. I'm very, very thankful for this because I'm not entirely sure there
0: is one. Cool. So, two orphans who have taken the time to mould nipples onto spandex armour and fight crime dressed as a bat and a bird take on the city's new villain, Mr. Freeze, a man who, inspired by his wife's illness, now steals diamonds. <laughs> While this is happening, Dr. Pamela Isley... Who is clearly working for a mad scientist, is surprised to learn she is working for a mad scientist. After the mad scientist uses her research for mad things and turns a weedy serial killer into the monstrous bicep that is Bane, he murders her by throwing her into a shelf of toxins. These toxins transform her into poison ivy, who has the power of poisonous lips, magic dust, and being attractive. While this is happening, Alfred is dying from McGregor's syndrome. And his niece, Barbara Wilson, turns up and starts racing motorbikes to save his life. All of this culminates in an evil plan to stop climate change and save the world for plants by bringing the world into a new ice age via satellites, diamonds, and a giant telescope Bruce Wayne donated to an observatory that, for some reason, is being held by a giant statue. Then superhero shit happens, and scene. It's an
1: absolute clusterfuck of a movie, and it's over two hours
0: long. It's over two hours long, but I, again, I can't tell you what the... First of all, Mr. Freeze, nothing he does makes any sense at all. And he uses diamonds as a fuel source for his suit. Yeah, but to be
1: fair, like, diamonds, um, I guess, are kind of like renewable energy, because you know,
0: diamonds are forever. Oh, Not well. If they were forever, they wouldn't have. Uh, he wouldn't keep having his armor depleted. Yeah, but there's a lot of diamonds in this film. Th- there are, but also at one point they call them crystals. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, it's nearly like someone didn't pay attention while they were writing this <laughs> film. So it was put into production after the success of Batman and uh, Batman Forever. Yeah. And jo- Joel Schumacher apparently tried to replicate the campiness of the 1960s TV series because. That's what people wanted.
1: It. I can tell you, it wasn't.
0: Well, we were talking about it when we watched it. If if you want the campiness of the Adam West stuff, you need to fully lean into it, and it never felt like they did. They just they they lent into it being silly, but yeah, and you had basis to it. You had some
1: like funny like um, <clears throat> Matrix Reloaded style like sound effects during the fight scenes, yeah. but also not enough that it was like a a pow and a Kazam when people were uh, being punched
0: yeah and so uh, Val Kilmer apparently sort of quit sort of got fired right which is why he was replaced with George Clooney for this bat bout and then obviously we have our three villains Uh, so Mr. Freeze played by Arnie who got 25 million dollars of the 160 million dollar budget Uma Thurman was cast as Poison Ivy and then Bane was a bicep yeah. What really fucks me off is Mr. Freeze is like my favorite Batman villain.
1: Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he is actually, to, to a degree, probably the most sympathetic Batman villain because of his kind of plight and why he's doing it. But it's completely yeah. lost in this movie.
0: Yeah. So Mr. I've talked about it on the podcast before. So Mr. Freeze was kind of reinvented by the Batman animated series. There was an episode called Heart of Ice, which won an Emmy for like best writing in an animated feature or something. And it's just all about... Mr. Freeze is this like tragic character who's driven by despair and fallen into a life of crime to try to save someone's life. Yeah, And that's a really interesting way of looking at... I don't want to say Breaking Bad, but you can understand why he's doing what he is, even if you don't agree with what he's doing. Yeah, um, yeah. And they replace that with Arnie, who, given he has to survive at sub-zero temperatures... Keep smoking cigars.
1: Keep smoking cigars and rolls out. I think his his pun rate is about at least four or five a minute. Like there's a there's a pun every ten seconds.
0: Oh yeah, they, they can't get the tone right at all. Poison Ivy in the comics, she's like one, he, She's really powerful. Like yeah. she can control plants on like a molecular level and shit like that. And then in this film, she just has poisonous some dust. lips, some dust, and can make things grow. Yeah. It's un- it undersells some very good villains. Well, Bane. Bane is supposed to be the intellect- uh, intellectual and physical match for Batman. Yeah. And they just turned him into a gorilla and a luchador Dumbass. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, and also, Batman. I mean, I, we mentioned this throughout. Every scene which is George Clooney as Bruce Wayne is basically part of a Nespresso
0: advert. Well, because he's wearing his, like, Nespresso black turtleneck. Yeah. I'm I'm convinced,
1: and don't tell me otherwise that every single Nespresso advert that George Clooney is in is just
0: recut from Batman and Robin yeah I think so. or, or he's doing it because they've got footage of Batman and Robin that they're going to release <laughs> and uh, he doesn't want that anymore but it's just an awful film given it is a good cast well given some of the people in it are good everyone seems to be doing it in a slightly different way so Uma, yeah. Th- Uma Thurman seems to have got the memo that they're doing overly campy um, Arnie seems to go between like being like last action hero, action star, and then basically slapstick comedy. And George Clooney is um just a chin, really. Yeah, but the other thing as well is like getting rid of
1: Batgirl's origin with the whole like you know the obviously being Barbara Gordon and what I what is the name of the fucking famous Batman story arc where oh she the gets, Killing Joke Killing Joke, like Batgirl is great and there's all of that and they not only didn't do that but they made her not even related to Commissioner Gordon although Commissioner Gordon in this is, well, I mean he's just. Is it comic relief?
0: I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. But like, <laughs> did you read all the like the Alicia Silverstone stuff in this film? No. So she went through like the worst time. So they had to cut some of the scenes because when they measured her for her Batgirl costume, which again is... You know, if you're millimetres out, yeah. it's not going to fit anymore. And she gained a little bit of weight. Yeah. And then the media at the time basically started publishing stuff that she was fat. Right. And um, she's not... She was a late teens, early twenties woman. Yeah, It it's, sounds like they're all clueless. Yeah, uh, see what you did there. See what you <laughs> did there. But yeah, nobody, nobody came out of this film looking good. To the point where, I mean, it nearly, mer- it nearly killed, it nearly did what the Joker couldn't do and kill Batman. Yeah. But did you hear about the the film <laughs> that was going to follow this? No. So Batman Unchained. So the rumour is it would have been Kurt Russell as Batman, because George Clooney had nothing to do with it anymore. Yeah. Apparently the villain was going to be Scarecrow. Okay. Who would have been played by either and stay calm. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Or Christopher Lloyd. Okay. And the final act would have had Batman under the, the effects of his fear toxin and seen all of the villains he's fought so far. So, Jack Nicholson, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Tommy Lee Jones, and Jim Carrey were all set to reprise their roles for it. Um, I Harley Quinn it. was going to appear as it, and yeah. apparently they had their eyes set on either Courtney Love or Madonna. Interesting. They, I, I think a script was written, and then a mix of Batman and Robin obviously being heralded as one of the worst films ever made, yeah. and the fact the script wasn't very good. Kind of killed it, and then we didn't have Batman for a while.
1: Yeah. I assume, assume that have have gone with Courtney Love, right? I mean, she has previous being a. <laughs> f-
0: uh, I, me, I, do, do I need to make the decision now whether we're cutting that or not? Yeah, we probably should. Kai, probably I, I should, yeah. Probably should. We, we can't do. Simon, it. Simon got Armstrong. away with
1: it. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> any other? Thoughts or feelings on Batman and Robin, apart from how deeply, deeply shit it was.
1: Yeah, it would. Ju- it just has no redeeming features, and the problem is, and we'll get onto this later when we talk <coughs> about its its placing. But it falls into the like Wild Wild West bad movie thing for me. In that, it's it's so bad I can't even enjoy it as a good bad movie. There, there's nothing
0: in it that's like. <laughs> that's 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 i i think the the main problem i have with it is it has ru- it, it ruined what it, it was all the parts of an interesting story and they chose to make it a cartoon rather than a film yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it had to be like, i'm a strong believer in us having multiple batmen so i like having the it looks like the Batman. So the Robert Pattinson one is going to be basically like a seven-style detective story. I like that we can have those films doing the gritty, serious Batman. Yeah. And then we still have The Flash is now having Michael Keaton come back. And you might still have Ben Affleck doing Batman stuff as well, which then allows you to have what you get in comics where you have the serious stories. You have the ones that involve Giant villains made out of clay who can shapeshift, and it allows you to have kind of the middle road as well. Like you get the best of everything. So there is a place for campy Batman. There is. They did it. It's not the fact it was campy that it was bad. It was the fact it was a shit story that made absolutely no sense at all. It was written badly. Oh, yeah. some of the dialogue, honestly. It was. It was like it was, yeah Parts of it were like the scenes were written um, by. You know the game you used to play where you would write like a line of a story and then you and would then fold it the paper? The paper. Yeah, it was yeah. like that, but with scenes. Because nothing, no decision made sense to me at all, like right down to the, a lot of the casting.
1: Oh, it was, yeah, it
0: was completely incoherent. It was. Um, yeah. I, I, it just really upset me. Yeah. I was, I was actively pissed off. <laughs> He's taken this research and made a luchador. Trivia, trivia. Okay, so onwards to trivia. Uh, as is tradition, I have found some possible alternate casting. Nice. So Mr. Freeze. Apparently they wanted, and this is a proper You can see the point where they made like a conscious decision. So stop me. Stop me when you think that happens. Anthony Hopkins. Patrick Stewart. Ed Harris, Hulk Hogan, (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there was a point where apparently they wanted it that Mr. Freeze had to look like he was, I think the phrase was chiseled from a glacier. Of course that's the phrase. Yeah. But again, like in a more serious story, this era, Anthony Hopkins or Patrick Stewart would have been fucking incredible. Patrick Stewart looks like Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, yeah. Especially in like the cartoon. Yeah. So Poison Ivy, apparently they wanted Demi Moore, Sharon Stone, or Julia Roberts. Okay,
1: Julia uh, Roberts is is <laughs> the one that doesn't belong there.
0: Batman, uh, like we said, Val Kilmer turned it down, Slash was fired. Um, David de was apparently considered. Interesting. William Baldwin, the lesser, lesser Baldwin brother. I think the best casting of Batman is Robert Pattinson. I think he's I mean... spot on. And B- Ben Affleck was... Say what you want about the DC movies or the DC EU movies, but the casting has been spot on. Like I pen- thought after Brexit we were out of the DC EU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um there's a there's a transition period. Ah uh, okay. Um and then we get our blue Batmobiles back. Yeah, and also, obviously the the penguin will be happier about all the fish.
1: For fuck's sake, Ian, turn your notifications off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All all the fish rotting in Gotham Harbour. Yeah, but yeah, no, I really like the idea of Robert Pattinson as Batman. I think he's going to do some very, very interesting things.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to
0: see it. I'll, I'll wait. I'll reserve judgment. Um, but yeah,
1: I mean, like, Whacking Phoenix is Joker was is fantastic casting. So yeah. they, you know, they've got previous of doing it well. They've also got previous of doing it terribly.
0: Looking at you, Jared Leto. Um, I, I, but again. I don't think it was the casting that was the problem. It was choices they made about the character. Yeah, so I think I think that's a fair point. There is something. I think Jared Lotto could be an incredible Joker, but they set it up to. Yeah, set so it was yeah. set out to fail. They um, had bigger problems than who they cast. This is true. However, I'm looking also, at you, face
1: tattoos. Cara Cara Develine, uh, was a terrible casting as well. In yes. That movie. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about puns. Do you know how many? freeze puns mr freeze gets in 27 27 27 freeze puns we also have the fact that apparently i don't know how true this is but that george clooney has been known to refund people that he has spoken to that have seen this film does anyone have george clooney's number i think we paid two pound 79 to watch this
0: yeah yeah so george if you're out there uh we will take that two pound 79 and an espresso machine yes Um, and just sign up to our patreon So do you know, uh, so somebody we talked about recently on the podcast appears in the film? So uh, the photo of Batgirl's mum. Yeah. Do you know who it is? It's Peg. And also
1: Alfred's terrible, terrible cybersecurity.
0: So it is the oldest supporting actress nominee. Oh. So it is the old Rose who throw the jewel into the sea in Titanic. So uh, Gloria Stewart. Fair enough.
1: Um. Was that just reused from the set of Titanic?
0: I like to think so. Do you know who referred to this as the most important comic book movie ever made?
1: A a raging
0: drunk. Kevin Feige. (laughs) Okay. Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, called Batman and Robin the most important comic book movie ever made because its catastrophic failure forced comic book companies and film studios to rethink how they were going to do comic book movies.
1: True, but then we also still had stuff like Ben Affleck's Daredevil since then, so... Oh, true, but that wasn't Marvel Studios. No, no, but it forced
0: studios to look at comic book movies, and that that came after this. That's fair. As That's did fair. Ghost Rider. We we, we have had, yeah, but that was Nicolas Cage, so we, he gets he gets a pass. <laughs> um, do you know who delivered Arnie Arnie his cigars to set? Um, John Claude Van Damme. Ah, uh, you got one of the names right. Gone, John bon Jovi <laughs> Apparently, John Bon Jovi would turn up with cigars for Arnie, who received top billing in the film over Batman or Robin. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I guess that was part of part of his uh part of his contract. I guess. I was just look up Bon Jovi songs to make a pun, but um, it's been
0: too long since you mentioned him. <laughs> something, something, something. It's my life. It's my life. <laughs> yes, yeah. that song where he, he uh, wanted dead or alive. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Summer of uh-huh. 69. That's Brian Adams. Yeah, but same thing. Oh uh, yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> we put as much research into that as they did Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of trivia. There's a lot of trivia out there, but researching this film made me actively sad. Yeah, the one thing
1: I like is that with the casting of Mr. Freeze, it's kind of an issue because Arnold Schwarzenegger exists in the Batman universe in this series of films. Oh, really? So he um, appeared as himself in a photograph in Max Shrek's office in Batman Returns.
0: Christopher, I think that was Christopher Walken's character.
1: Yes. Yeah. Arnie exists in the Batman universe. Therefore, it's weird that he is Mr. Freeze.
0: Yeah, that's... um. I do like the fact that Arnie is... In it and in it is the least worst thing about this film. Yeah. But like I said as well, like it, it, it is worth saying it again. Like the treatment of Alicia Silverstone in it as well was like just fucking horrendous. Yeah. Um, Joel Schumacher had to... Because to, to be fair, a lot of the things I've seen with Joel Schumacher, like he... I don't know what it was because he is a good filmmaker. So after this, he did 8mm, which is a Nicolas Cage thriller about a detective trying to find... The source of this, like, snuff movie, and it's yeah. fucking great. So, I don't know what it is about. I think he was just, Batman. you know, th- this time,
1: you know, late 90s. I think he was probably just sad that he was being overshadowed by the success of his brother, Michael. Um, <laughs> and Ralph, yeah, I mean, I mean, Ralph was always, you know, Ralph was always the butt of the jokes. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think he just was kicking himself that he never went into motor racing.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. He was, uh, so apparently Joel was upset that um, he feels there was a lot of pressure to make this basically a toy advert. Yeah. Also,
1: can we talk about the Turkish bath just briefly? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a Turkish bath. It was a test tube. I don't understand.
0: Yeah. It's
1: not, I know it's not, it's not trivia, but they, they said it was a Turkish bath. And it wasn't a Turkish bath. It was a test tube with a woman in it who was apparently being kept frozen. But you can't keep someone frozen in water
0: because water isn't frozen because water freezes into ice. So the Turkish baths, I think, might be because their hideout used to be a Turkish baths. Fine. Maybe. But stand by a point on you can't freeze someone in water. <laughs> That's, like, not, not, not for what they were saying anyway. Like, there's... I think you do it for some things because it slows the heart. But yeah, but it wouldn't be the for... way they're talking about frozen. it. Is she's frozen? Like, no, 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 no. She is cold. She is cold and she yeah. is wet. That's it. That's
1: it. Th- th- Those are very different things. Like yeah. penguins. Penguins are cold
0: and wet. They're not frozen. Well, I mean, well, the penguin was um, Batman Returns. Nice, Funny. You know what we really need? We need to have a coffee and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks is closed, though, Bruce. Bruce, where, where else could we go to get a high-quality coffee? <laughs> you definitely can't get those at home from a standard coffee machine. <laughs> um,
1: top three moments. Top three moments.
0: Um, number three on your list? Number
1: three on my list comes very early in the film, and it is the nipple
0: ass codpiece montage. Nice. <laughs> nipple ass codpiece montage. My favourite montage. It just felt unnecessary. It felt...
1: It was our introduction to Batman and Robin. Lingering. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Why? But also, like, why was that the... the I mean, there's a lot of problems with the Batsuit. N- namely that George Clooney can't move his neck in it.
0: Once... <laughs> I, I think I pointed it out about halfway through the film. Yeah. How just uncomfortable George Clooney looks in it. And once you spot it, you can't stop looking at it. No. Because it's not even just turning with his... Shoulders, he has to turn with like his entire waist. Yeah. And why are there nipples on the Bat suit? I
1: don't know. But also not there's there's kind of nipples on Batgirl suit, but not properly. So there's like there's ma- male bats have nipples, but female bats don't. And Robins do. I don't think I, I don't think you can milk a Robin. Milking Robin
0: is exactly why they made Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> to okay. be fair, I think Batman had been milking Robin for most of the film. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, not so much in this because, like, usually, there is supposed to be like a father son dynamic with Batman and Robin. Yeah, but clearly George Clooney, George Clooney was too young, and Chris O'Donnell, the guy who plays Robin, was too old to make that dynamic work. Yeah. so I think at one point he refers to him as a brother. Yeah, he's like, oh, you guys misunderstood what you're supposed to be doing. Um, my number three, uh. similar in that it is bat related batman producing his bat credit card yeah that was great poison ivy has as a gorilla performed a striptease and they are now trying to bid on her and batman goes up to seven million and produces his batman card do you know what the expiration date on the credit card is no forever but yeah it just that really i think it's one of those things which just really hammers home how shit the film is like you could see just the just a screenshot of the fact he has a bad credit card and i think you would realize what you're in store for because yeah. it it feels
1: in line with like shark repellent from 60s batman yeah yeah um, exactly but this wasn't this was decidedly not 60s batman
0: i think the thing is you had never...
1: 37 years to get
0: better it... It never felt like it was in on the joke that it was campy. No, it definitely wasn't. Um, Number two on your list? Number two on my list, Bat Physics.
1: Nice. This movie does not have functioning physics. Like, nothing works. Like, things float when they shouldn't. Things swing when they shouldn't. I don't understand why either. Like, why they took the decision for the physics to be so bad. Because you would have had to... Put extra effort into it, right? Because you would have had yeah. to launch people and, like, it, oh, it really annoyed me. But the
0: physics were bad and they were acted badly. Yeah. So it's not just that they were jumping higher than they should be able to, it was that you could clearly see they were being winched up higher. Oh, it was. Oh, bad physics. Just, yeah, just pathetic. So, uh, number two on my list is the line rubber lips are immune to your charms. so uh, Poison Ivy's lips are poisonous Um, she has seduced Robin who has a falling out with Batman he's an ungrateful little tyke Yeah, goes to the Turkish bathhouse where he meets uh, a very orange Poison Ivy who kisses him and it turns out Robin knew this was going to happen and the one weakness of Poison Ivy is Rubber lips, which he immediately takes off. Surely you would keep them on just in case. Yeah, you just say,
1: "I've got rubber lips on." It, we don't
0: even need to say it,
1: but yeah, taking them off, kind of that's that's your one defense gone.
0: And then Batman and Batgirl turn up, which I, I was very close to doing. Actually, I will, I will, uh, I will save that for after we've revealed our number ones. You uh, and McGregor syndrome.
1: Nice. Uh, Alfred is dying. Alfred a dis- apparently one of the symptoms of McGregor syndrome is terrible
0: cybersecurity but that was uh terrible cybersecurity is exactly what i was very close to doing as number 1 <laughs> because alfred thinks he's alfred thinks he's dying so yeah. he reveals to his niece that in a badly coded cd
1: yeah which was meant that- to
0: be going to like the
1: first butler of the maharaja
0: yeah or something like that who and just revealing all of Bruce Wayne's secrets that he was Batman, which yeah. feels like a weird move.
1: Yeah, like fuck, what, what the fuck, Alfred? Um, but yeah, Alfred's dying. Um, Alfred keeps being referred to having McGregor syndrome, which is also what is killing uh Mister Freeze's wife. But and obviously, it wasn't you and McGregor syndrome, but because it just sounds so ridiculous throughout the movie, um, I think every time it was mentioned, we were talking through the stages of you and McGregor syndrome. So obviously it started off you think you're Renton from train spotting. Um you then slowly slip into prequel Obi-Wan Kenobi and then when it's at its worst point and you're about to perish you uh you buy a motorbike and traverse the length of South America.
0: <laughs> uh to be fair, I do like that documentary. <laughs> Number one on my list is actually twenty seven. So, number one for me is the 27 ice puns in the movie. And I've come up with my, a little hidden top three. Yeah. So, number three, uh, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Yeah, which isn't it, true. it
1: categorically didn't. Two. We've already spoken about <laughs> President T-Rex. Don't, <laughs> slander I mean, his, don't slander
0: his name, his good name. Uh, number two, let's kick some ice. And number one, you're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> oh god I'm it's not that low it's just upstairs. It you know we think this film is a piece of shit what do other people think what do other people think so a nice
1: quite fairly recent rating from 2019 from peter bradshaw of the guardian an amiable almost farcical batman episode with george in nespresso mode um jason bailey from flavor wire schumacher is like a bad stepdad who thinks we'll love him if he just feeds us candy all day yes burton is the daddy in this metaphor the manic depressive <laughs> annoyingly emo daddy very to the point from stephen ray or Rhea, because i think rea is ria right that's how you pronounce yeah, definitely that surname Rhea. it's chris ria like chris ria driving yeah. home for christmas there's no other way to um no so stephen Rhea, um from the philadelphia inquirer just went with a loud long and pointless spectacle Brian Gill, Mad About Movies podcast. Um, it's honestly a miracle that anyone ever was willing to see a Batman movie again after this film. PJ Nabarro, it all feels like a smidgen away from being a spoof movie. Um, we also had a couple of like audience reviews that I found. So, I think um Patrick W, who is a super reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes, sums it up quite well with Batman credit card, Batsuit nipples, twelve thousand, Mister Freeze one liners about the cold an absolutely god-awful script and a mindless British Bane all blend together in this terrible film. And lastly, um we'll go back to the professionals, shall we say. And interesting, because Andrea from The Spool, um, I disagree with you. However, Batman and Robin was definitely not the late, great Joel Schumacher's best accomplishment. I agree with that. Um, It's one that will definitely live on in infamy a movie that people are still able to find joy from, disagree, in spite of its many flaws, Excess never dies. Um, No. Oh and Uh, actually, Mike Massey as well will go with, um, just because he he hones in on a few of the points that we made, perhaps most disheartening of all of this is the fact that every character in the film defies gravity, physics, any form of logic in their clunky, clunky, obnoxiously vivid designs. Quite quite a few actually. That was from September twenty twenty. Um, like there's quite a few recent uh, reviews of Batman and Robin. So it looks like we're not the only ones that have been forking out our hard earned two pounds seventy nine to watch
0: it. Well, George Clooney's hard earned money because he's going to be refunding a lot of people. Uh, now. This is very true. Bat nipples. Bat ass. Do we need that? Robin ass. Bat bat cold piece. That's what other people thought. So we have a decision to make. In where this sits on the League of the League of Good Bad Movies. So, yeah, yeah. to remind people, usually I would just go... The, the plan is to just go through the top five. But for this, I think we're going to go through the bottom couple instead. Yeah. So, we have Super Mario Bros bringing up the rear. Uh, above that, we then have Time Cop, Hell Comes to Frogtown, Showgirls. And then our top three, which is at number three, Troll 2. Number two, Tiptoes. Number one, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Where are you sliding... Batman and Robin into Batman and Robin is
1: it's a it's a strong shout for bottom yeah but I do think it's slightly more enjoyable than Bob Hoskins as Mario
0: Mario yeah I I I think if I had to watch one of those again it would be Batman and Robin
1: yeah but like you'd have had to do something pretty bad to have to watch it again
0: oh yeah preferably neither everything above batman and robin i would happily watch again it's so like time cop yeah happily watch again because we did we watched it twice in like four months um hell comes to frog town i would happily watch again because um, we did we watched
1: it twice in four months yeah <laughs> troll Two. yeah no no tip, tip taste and vampires kiss as well um but yeah i yeah. I, I agree well I just... well
0: everything but be- or the one film below <laughs> yeah i arguably never want to watch again oh no not at all Yeah, like I said, I I think my my, my biggest takeaway is I'm just kind of pissed off that they didn't stick the landing of Bane got, Bane kind of got his redemption tour with The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and I really hope we get that with Mr. Freeze at some point, because arguably, out of all of the Batman villains, (laughs) his origin story is the most cinematic. And I don't fully understand why we haven't had it yet. probably because everyone now thinks of same with it was a risk to pick Bane because everybody, a lot of people who aren't like diehard comic book fans know Bane from Batman and Robin
1: yeah, and I wonder, I think it's a similar I think they just need to rip the bandaid off, right? because it has worked, it worked with Bane it worked with uh, Dread as well
0: yeah, yeah, true, Um, true
1: so let's, yeah, let's let's give it a go with someone that um, isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: yeah, and it, if you're taking one thing away from this, it is what... Like, seriously, watch the Heart of Ice episode of Batman the Animated Series. It's it's incredible, especially yeah. for a fucking kid's cartoon. Oh, uh, we
1: also haven't even mentioned that um, this film includes two elected government officials
0: um, in the US now. Yes, because good, uh, good old Jesse Ventura rocks up. that. That was a fun scene to watch, just because as soon as I heard him speak, he yeah. was just... That's, I'm sure that's Jesse Ventura. Yeah, and it was. And it was. So we're ending on a high. We're ending on a high, So if you agree with us on where Batman and Robin sits on our The League of the League of Good, Bad Movies, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. And uh, you can also now find us on uh, Patreon, where you become a friend of the podcast. uh, And all that money goes towards, well, all that money hopefully will be refunded by George Clooney. Yeah, Uh, all of that will go towards buying some of these incredible good bad movies we're insisting on watching um, and just help us keep doing the podcast yes
1: and um, if you would like to write a heartfelt and lengthy apology for making us watch this shite uh, you can do um, on twitter at nobody asks for pod Uh, you can also find us at the same place on facebook and if you want to get links to all of these social things, patreons uh, um, top three list about ourselves that we wrote um, visit us at
0: www.thepodcastnobodyasksfor.co.uk. and remember to leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcast or on Podchaser with any uh, episode ideas or good bad movies you think we should watch and we'll uh, try and do the best ones so that was Batman and Robin and again from the bottom of our hearts fuck you
1: For this. Watch out for the sand people brutes.
0: Oh no, it's stage two! Stage two McGregor syndrome. I'm gonna I'm to leave my wife for that woman from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Stage four McGregor syndrome is knowing any other Ewan McGregor films. Yeah. Salmon <laughs> salmon fishing in the Yemen!